Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and today we have another special episode. So, with 4th of July happening and fireworks and big bangs go off, we think of, you know, the celebration with fireworks bring, New Year's, Independence, the big colorful firecrackers up in the sky that brings really colorful designs and you know can be a very expensive for a fireworks display when you guys do such display and attract a large attention from miles away so further ado let's do you know fiery nights are dreams and our anxieties it speaks to us in the language more than basic thought our instincts respond to the flicker of the flame to the wavering colors of the coals, to the wall of the conflagration. The fire needs oxygen, fuel, and heat. It needs an inhibitor, a tiny bit of burning metal struck to the white heat by friction against flint, the spark. The heat of the spark rips upon molecules of fuel, carbon and hydrogen atoms combined with oxygen. The reactions are exothermic, they give off the heat to unite more fuel, which we call a chain reaction. The complex process remains something of a mystery to science even today. We understand roughly what is happening, but the flame appears to have a life of its own. Its energy burns out as heat, which makes particles of soot inconsistent. So, that's what fireworks come into play. So it does not exist anywhere in nature. It's artificial fire. Uh, terms for what we call fireworks, pyotanics, environment is gunpowder. Artificial fire requires an oxidizer, a chemical that emits oxygen when heated. You mix the oxidizer with the fuel, grid it until the ingredients are intimate connected, and then the saltpeter, which is the oxidizer which is the, fuel, the combination of charcoal and sulfur. As the fuel burns, it decomposes the saltpeter, releasing the virgin oxygen. The oxygen accelerates the burning, a process technically called deflagration. You created gunpowder. So the substance that's become known as gunpowder is not invented for the gun. Before gunpowder's inception, no one had convinced of a projectile throwing machine driven by chemical energy. Humans developed tools for using this new material only if it had emerged from the fantastical speculation of alchemists. Only through centuries of trial and error did gunpowder reveal its properties and possibilities. So that is how gunpowder was, you know, came to be in the early days. And today's particular topic is Asian studies, gunpowder, and fireworks. So, take as we do a deep dive into the process to make gunpowder work and how gunpowder basically changed how we do things in warfare and uh, rockets and other types of Ignition type processes. 
So, we go to the mountaintops of western China. Legendary semi-human monsters called Shan peeked through the leaves of the campfires of travelers. When men went away, the naked creatures snuck close to the stairs of salt to roast frogs and crabs over the flames. If confronted head-on, the shun would afflict their assailants with fight fever. The best way to drive these ogres off was to throw bamboo into the fire. The expanding air and steam inside the plant segments and air pressure burst the twigs with a loud snap. In this matter of the superstitious travelers created a little explosion. A wood whose Latin roots were mean to drive by clapping. All mammals are equipped with a startled reflex, a primitive brain circuit that makes them tense, jump, cringe in response to a loud noise. The Chinese assume that Shun act, reacted the same way. So, the early noisemakers were used from prehistoric times and became a common amusement. On New Year's Day in China, the crack of exploding bamboo frightened away evil spirits and claimed the way for the most for the upcoming year. Exploding bamboo was still popular when Marco Polo brought home his wondrous account of Callaway in 12,1995. Young green canes thrown into the fire burn with such a dreadful noise that it can be heard from a mile away. Mile, ten miles at night, he claimed. And anyone who was not used to it could easily go into a swan or even die. His description reminds us of how quiet the medieval world was. No motorized vehicles or amplified music to disturb the sleep. Thunder was the greatest, the loudest noise anyone had ever heard. Even war was relatively quiet, limited to the pounding of drums, the shouts of companions, and the clank of weapons. From over the next hill, the of a bottle, battle would dissolve into a whisper. During the 10th century AD, a new instrument for making noise came into being, one for being a unique mixture of ingredients. A medieval Chinese text with the fantastical title Dreams of the Glories of the Eastern Capital describes a day that the Chinese army mounted for the emperor around AD 1110. The spectacle opened with a noise like thunder and continued into the night. And as a result, um, with fireworks exploding against the blackness of the medieval night, dancers in strange costumes followed, moving through clouds and colored smoke. The substance that produced these sensational effects would have a singular impact on societies around the world. And yet the material entered history slowly, tentatively, emerging out of centuries of happen, happenstance, observation, trial and error. Only gradually did men understand that they were dealing with something generally new on earth. It was a combination of saltpeter, sulfur, and charcoal, ground lavishly together in the right proportions. The Chinese called it Yuho Yaho. Or the fire drug. Tonalism was the catalyst for the radical new technology. Uh, the system of thought introduced by Lyle Tuzi in the 6th century AD BC began as a new purely 
psychological discipline, but a latter branch of the tradition absorbed the magical beliefs of early folkways, an intercourt and mixture of sorcery, superstition, and ex- extraterrestrial knowledge. Tatarist interest in ma- magical manipulations became established as Chinese alchemy. Alchemy contribute these critical elements to the discovery of the fire drug, purification, observation, and experiment. This fire drug is also was known as the early fireworks. Chinese alchemists later to rid of adulterants, the substance they found in nature. Purity was a sacred quality residing a right. Even a small amount of contamination in the fire drugs and ingredients would derail the, com- the combustion reaction. Alchemists puzzled over how the five basic elements of the natural wor- world, metal, wood, earth, water, and fire, could interact to produce the manifold universe. They took notes of quirks, such as quirkness of combustion that might have been otherwise escaped attention, observed, they experimented. While not a scientific in the modern sense, their somatic sem- trial and error and enabled to grope into the unknown. In the West, alchemy focused on ways of transforming base substances into gold. In contrast, the principal aim of ch- Chinese practitioners were to create an elixir of immortality. Their interest was drawn by materials with paradoxical properties, gold, the element that never tarnished, mercury, the liquid metal, sulfur, the stone that burned. Was it possible that these materials had a secret of perpetual youth? Uh, Tapetus alchemists conducted centuries-long search to find the proper combination. The emperors themselves were acceptable to the allure of their potions. The capable Tang Dynasty, Emperor Li Chang, who ruled from AD 806 to 820, was one of the several who fell under the influence of the alchemists. Hoping to live forever, Li became an introvert of the consumer of the elixirs. Problem with known strums was that many of the exotic ingredients like white lead and chemical regular or arsenic sulfide were deadly poisons. The ingestion of mercury, a favorite ingredient, alteration of the gums, fever, bloody vomiting, blood burning pains, and muscle tumors. It also affects the mind, disturbing the senses. So, country coroners might have been disconcerned to observe the outpour. This was in his fate. He was warned by his postal service minister that they have come for nothing but profit. The minister was denoted. The emperor perished in his folly, became the increasingly erratic till he be assassinated by the court churches. So, and with that, you know, some have heated together sulfur, regular and saltpeter with honey. Smoke and flames result so that their hands and faces have been burnt. Even the whole house where they were working burned down. The casual warning marks on an eunuch in human history was the debut of artificial fire on earth. 
The whisper beginning of the long and mountainous history of gunpowder, Alchemist had stumbled across a clue to the magical effects of which saltpeter was capable when mixed with sulfur and a source of carbon, in this case dried honey. They had created a material with a startling new relation to fire. It was not yet true fire drug, the explosive that would be commonly known around the world as gunpowder, but the observant and inquisitive alchemist began searching for the key to immortality, had taken an important step in a dramatic new direction. Salt people became the central component of the fire drug, otherwise known as nedister. The salt was readily available in China as white crust on certain soils. Alchemists had studied its qualities for years, for centuries. They mixed it with water to form a weak, nitrate acid solution which they had to dissolve otherwise in soluble mineral materials. In areas where table salt was short to supply, cooks sometimes used saltpeter to enhance the flavor of food. They no doubt noticed that when a pinch was thrown to the fire, it caused fl- fires to flame up. The alchemy manuals from the Tang Dynasty mentioned saltpeter in its preparation. The production of relatively pure salt peter was part of the uh, alchemist recipe. Saltpeter is a waste product of two strands of bacteria that are among the many feasts on decaying organic matter. These enterprising uh, microorganisms, which is the nitrosomonas and the nycobacteria, Factor offense to the organic gardener transforming the raw materials of rot into the nitrates plants love. So, in the nitrate radical that's the crux of the saltpeter, three oxygen atoms are fastened to one of the nitrogen. The unit forms salts in which whatever metals are available, such as calcium, sodium, or potassium, the last being most valuable for making gunpowder. So, potassium nitrate is very favorable in the gunpowder industry for the simple fact that it's very explosive, very combustible, and does a very steady fire. And the most suitable of all salt, saltpeter dissolves into rainwater, which soaks into the earth, and is wicked upward by evaporation. All of the materials solidify fast, leaving the nitrates to concentrate on the surface. Southern China's hot climate Accompanied by the alternate rainy, rainy and dry seasons, promoted both rapid decay and speedy evaporation. In some places, the conditions yielded crude saltpeter that could be extracted from the top layer of the soil. What made saltpeter the essence of the fire drug was the property already observed by Chinese cooks. When exposed to the heat of 35 degrees centigrade, the normally stable salt breaks down, letting loose the oxygen, the oxygen atoms that have been bound by up with nitrogen. The key mechanism of artificial fire was the release of the version oxygen, when become available to burn any surrounding fuel. How much saltpeter is to conclude in the mixture was a matter that could only be worked out through long trial and error. Three quarters by weight would typically emerge as the ideal proportion early fire drug, containing lesser amounts burned vigorously but did not explode. 
All that was needed to complete the formula was a readily available fuel. The flare-up of the dangerous elixir, elixir may have been pointed the way. All cannabis, alchemists have been known to suffer's fiery potential. One of the few elements to exist in pure state in nature, sulfur could be found deposited near volcanoes, or can be obtained by heating pyrite ores and allowing the sulfurous vapors to solidify on the cool walls of a container. The other fuel added to the mix was charcoal, which had long been used as a source of heat. The remains of wood have been, been cooked in oxygen-poor environment. Charcoal is a complex ingredient that consists of pure carbon laced with volatile hydro hydrocarbons and other remnants of the organic source. These chemicals, along with charcoal's lattice-like structure, play a subtle but crucial role in the accusation in the action of gunpowder that scientists to this day do not completely understand. Powered coal and granite. While almost pure carbon lacked these additions and would not make effective gunpowder. So saltpeter, sulfur, and charcoal, charcoal rely on a unique and intricate teamwork to bring out the magic associated with the fire drug. Sulfur reacts first to the in introduction of heat from a spark or flame. The yellow material ignites at a relatively low temperature. 200 centigrade degrees. Its burning generates additional heat that ignites the charcoal and shatters the saltpeter. Releasing its the stone of oxygen, the pure oxygen hurries the ignition of more fuel. Charcoal burns at a higher temperature than sulfur, emitting abundant thermal energy to accelerate the reaction further. Any burning substance generates a quantity of gases that take up more space than the fuel itself. When gunpowder ignites, these gases are created in the instant and heat of the reaction makes them expand enormously. The rapid generation of hot gas produces all the effects of the fire drug. These chemical details, of course, were known to at the time. The discovery of oxygen lay almost a thousand years into the future. Chemists, Chinese chemists, Device theories from their own conception and universal dynamics, which viewed the world as a system of balanced dualities. Ying represent the passive, cool female principle. Yang, the active hot male, these interactions between the two generate the phenomenon and transformations observed in the world. Saltpeter is the prince, and Sulfur is the minister. According to a 16th century Chinese history text, the mutual dependence is what gives us the usefulness. Another document. Is extremely negative or monarch? Munish. So far, it's extremely positive and sunny. That's an extraversity. When the two supernatural elements, yin and yang, meet each other in extremely close. The resulting explosion was stunned every soul and shadow, everything around it. So as we can see, the warning about the exploding elixir 
Practitioners viewed the photo drug as a dangerous mistake. It didn't fit the usual domestic functions of fire like cooking, lighting, and providing heat. There was an oddity to be avoided. For the moment, arguments lacked the tools to put the accidentally discovery at work. When united, uncontained, gunpowder burns with a soft warmth and a burst of fire, leaving behind a cloud of dense, white smoke, magician's effect. This was perhaps the earliest adaptation in China. Rather than heed warning of its dangers, alchemists may have spied an opportunity for all the tricks that would mystify their audiences. The ceremonial entertainment value of fire was highly esteemed in China, and the fire drug offered a myriad of possibilities for the creative interpostio. Pyrotechnics was the first field in which the magical new substance found a use. Ignition translates gunpowder's stored chemical energy into the thermal energy of flame and mechanical energy of the compressed gases. Simple tools, containers of one sort or another, are needed to detect the energy and put it to work. It's likely that fireworks craftsmen designed the four basic forms of containment that have been dictated all the uses of gunpowder from medieval China down to our time. First, enclose the container, the powder in a container, seal except for a fuse, and the gas generates enormous pressure, enough to blow the vessel apart. Sim- sounds similar to sky uh, crackling of rockets. The tougher the container, the greater the energy um, accumulates and the more violent the explosion. The sound of a firecracker results from the fire and tearing open of the paper under pressure and the expectation of the expansion of the gas inside. A bomb is a container in which a much harder shell, not a firecracker. Next, pack the powder into a tube with one open end. The, con- the b- combustion products fly out into a fiery spray. Pyrotechnic artists use the effect to produce spectacular formation fountains of fire. Bamboo offered convenient cylindrical containers for early gunpowder devices. These fire tubes were later the basis of some of the earliest gunpowder weapons. When the gases rushed from these tubes, users felt a force pushing in the opposite direction. By accident or design, they began to put this force to work. The burning powder now drove the tube forward, rubbing into the third basic tool, the rocket. The origin of the rocket is suggested by an incident in 1264 when the Emperor Li Sun hosted a feast in the palace hall in honor of his mother, Khan Xin. During the Facebook fireworks show in the courtyard, the pyrotechnicians ignited ground rats, small tubes that screwed around the force of burning of the fire drug. Over scattered wildly across the floor and upsteps of the throne, frightening the Empress Mother severely. Insert the powder once more into a tube, one inward open. On top of it, the rest, the, an object that completely fills its opening. When the powder burns, the expanding gases heave the object out the end. Under the right conditions, the tool 
efficiently converts the powder's chemical energy to mechanical force. The projectile bursts out at a high rate of speed. This is the fourth and most controversial of all the applications of the fire gun, the fire drug, which is the gun, firearms. So they found a projectile with force, with gunpowder, to make bullets and the gun reality. Shocking how that became to be. A deep-rooted misconception in the West holds that the Chinese never used gunpowder for war. They employed one of the most potent inventions in the history of mankind for idle entertainment and children's whiz-bangs. This perceived wisdom is critically false. The notion of China's be beyond relationship with gunpowder sprang in the part of Russian prejudice about the Chinese character. Some viewed the Chinese as diplomats who stood upon the sacred gunpowder but couldn't envision its potential. Others saw them as pacifist sages who wisely turned away from destructive abilities. Confusing the matter was a long time convention that the origins of gunpowder in China went back as 100 BC. New inventions are often saddled with the names of existing technology. The Chinese word that designated exploding bamboo was as well as to gunpowder firecrackers that of initially arrows to rockets. This practice can falsely suggest ancient origins, incorrectly dating the discovery of gunpowder a thousand years too early gave the impression that centuries had passed before the Chinese developed gunpowder weaponry. The fact that the Chinese military authorities quickly grew interested in the fire drug, and for a good reason, the cheapest development of gunpowder has taken place. China was facing a prolonged and unprecedented military threat. The Song Empires, who took power in AD 960, ruled over a dynasty that Culturally one of the, mo the most robust in all of Chinese long history, but military one of the most valuable. It was during the Song era that the fire drug became established as a major accomplishment of human technology. Song officials instituted a merit system based on rigorous testing to fill important government posts. They initiated land reform and equitable Taxation. Studies flourished. The original capital had three times the population of Rome in its glory. A later capital, uh, Hong Yizhou, was more than a million inhabitants, starting Marco Polo, his native Venice, the one of the largest cities in Europe, boasted only 50,000 citizens. Movable type and the application of the compass to navigation among the many technical advances of the Song era. The people of China are the most skillful of men in handcraft, handicrafts. No other nation approaches them in this, but these technical and cultural achievements unfolded against a background of military conflict. Tribes from the interior of Asia, mounted barbarians who had worried Chinese borders for centuries, were increasingly passing right into the empire. The reign of the Song emperors was the end and complete subjugation of the country by foreigners. High culture and technical 
in, in ingenuity. Pressuring need to combine some artisans to investigate the fire drug with a sense of both fascination and patriotic fervor. 1044, the Sung Emperor Tenso received from his adjunct a document, collection of the most important military techniques. Two recipes for making fire drug that could be used in conceptually bombs to be thrown by siege engines. A third mixture was intended as fuel for poison smoke bombs. All were low in soap here, which meant that the poison yeah. Poison smoke bombs. They know rapid combustion, not explosion, from the effects. They're the first practical formulas for gunpowder anywhere in the world. Fire starting was an obvious jumping off point for gunpowder technology and these mixtures for nearly into the long Chinese tradition of incendiary warfare. Areas have been turned into incendiary weapons. By attaching pockets, packets of burning pitch or other flammable material into shafts. Container gunpowder will create a much more vigorous and stubborn fire when it hit the target. In AD 969, early, during the early years of the Song Dynasty, a man named Yo I Feng received a gift of silk for developing a new kind of fire arrow. Probably including gunpowder. By eighteen, by ten eighty six, the Chinese were approaching, producing gunfire fire arrows by the tons of thousands. To make the weapons, workers wrapped paper around gunpowder in a lump, like pump in a like pomegranate, attached it to the shaft of the arrow, and sealed it with pine resin. The archer lift a fuse, projecting the from the mass of powder before launching the arrow. Performated metal balls charged with gunpowder and equipped with hooks soon cooked the towers, ladders, and buildings with a sprayed, sp sprayed fire in needing the structures. Catapults were used to hold these accessories. The range was short, less than 150 feet, but the hissing, fire-spinning ball made a fearsome weapon. When Emperor Jin reviewed the report of cataloging the unconventional weaponry, he may have grown concerned about the prohibition of the fire drug. Short time after he forbade the export of saltpeter and sulfur, he soon banned all private trade in these strategic ingredients, turning war gunpowder into a state monopoly. Soon technicians were all investigating the military possibilities of gunpowder. 1126, the task took on a new urgency. The September of that year, Jurikens, a wild semi-nomadic semi tribe from north of Korea, without written language or calendar, descended on the Chinese laying siege on Kaifeng. The Sun warriors used the gunpowder arrows to defend the city, firing down. The walls of the enemy, the 80 years since they had recorded the first use for Mulas. Some technicians had discovered a new use for the magical substance, the first explosive bombs. The fashion 
These bundles of explosive from traditional materials like bamboo or paper wrapped with string, they probably borrowed the idea from the fabrication of fireworks. The bombs, though, were in fact little more than large firecrackers. Fire drug was still in very too low in saltpeter to burst stronger cations. The purpose in which military men put the bombs were also similar to what firecrackers might achieve. To startle, frighten, and confuse the enemy. Song soldiers tossed these thunderclap bombs from the remainants of Cao Feng, hitting the lines of the land, the enemy, and throwing them into great confusion. Containing three or four pounds of, of weak gunpowder each, the devices left a resonant boom and an anonymous billow of smoke. Many fled, hollering with fright, but no arrow fire, no fire arrows or fighting noisemakers could stay the stay the onslaught of the Junkins. In January of eleven twenty seven, the Sung Emperor surrendered his capital to the bound barbarians. The Junkins carried the Son of Heaven north, dressed him in the Servant's livery reduced him to the status of a commoner and forced him to live the rest of his life in exile. The sudden collapse of Sun power stunned the Chinese. The Jokins swept into northern China, established the Qing dynasty. They readily adopted many Chinese customs by 1150. They were making saltpeter artificially in man-cure heaps. The Sung Chinese crowned a new emperor who retreated to the south with his He continued the dynasty only relinquishing huge tracts of land and paying regular tribute to the Jokin neighbors. More trouble was brewing. Among the many bands of nomads who roamed the states of Asia, there was a furious but absurd tribe known as the Mongols. Twelve Six. After uniting diverse Mongol factions, a young man named Tinni was exalted by his followers and given the title Genghis Khan, the supreme commander. Man's highest joy, he declared, is the victory to conquer one's enemies, to pursue them, to derive them of their possessions, to make their beloved weep. Genghis Khan would make many weep. Intentionally, the Mongols swept to the west, invading India, Persia, the Cacalus, all of Central Asia, and threatening even distant Europe. After Genghis t- died in 1227, his son, Onigani, turned his attention to the east. The Jonasin during this century, they had ruled northern China had assimilated into the more advanced culture of those subjects. The Qin dynasty now fell victim to an army of mountain horsemen, even more fearsome than their own ancestors. The Qin had learned the secrets of the Chinese gunpowder and adopted them as their own. 1231, when the Mongols attacked, powder makers had developed a formula rich enough in saltpeter that an explosion could burst an iron casing. The Qin and this heaven-shaking thunderclash bomb to defend Kaifeng 
against the invaders. The explosion of the Black Bluster. A witness related he heard 33 miles away in scorched an area 40 yards square. The shrapnel ripped apart the iron armor. The Mongols tried to protect their sapping trenches by using cowhide covers, but the defenders lowered a thunder crash bomb on a chain. The attacking soldiers were all blown to bits. And a mage colonel noted, not even a trace without being left behind. The bombs were frightening indeed, but the point was no longer just to scare the enemy. The desperate chain defenders tried to turn to another gunpowder device borrowed from the Chinese subjects. A spear or pike with a two-foot-long tube attached to it. Below the point, this container of bamboo of tightly wrapped paper was what we call the was pack four of the fire drug. A soldier lit the mixture and pointed at the enemies, spearing flame and sparks so far as six feet. The eruption lasted five minutes. The lances were found to be the best of all fire weapons. They were exceptionally useful to defending city walls. These thundercrash bombs and flying fire spears were the only two weapons that the Mongol soldiers were really afraid of. Not afraid of. The Mongols defeated the Qin and ended their reign in China. The Song Chinese who ruled a large and wealthy kingdom must have known that their turn would soon come. But they fair prepared for the onslaught. 1257, government official complained that some arsenals roughly lacking in up-to-date weapons, especially iron bombs and fire arrows. The warnings were not heeded. Genghis' grandson, Hubert Chan, attacked China in 1274, quickly reducing the entire nation to the appendage of the vast Mughal Empire. Like the Jugans before them, the Mughals were eager to make one of the prophecy of Chinese military technicians and craftsmen. They adopted the fire drug weapons and encouraged their continued development, but they never viewed the radical technology as a replacement for the potent cavalry techniques in which they had conquered half of the world. Gunpowder remained a novel supplement for the traditional ways of making war. On one uh, at least one occasion, they got a taste of the volcano and unpredictable nature of the new substance. 1280, Mongol officials dispensed the Chinese workers who had been operating a gunpowder arsenal. The locals had fallen under suspicion, owing to their conventious and deceitful behavior, and were replaced by Mongols, but they understand nothing of the handling of materials. As a result, the arsenal exploded. With much loss of life, there was an incident that though the Mongols were actively trying to adopt the new weapon, they still had no much to learn. Chinese engineers continued to develop gunpowder technology in spite of the danger. The increasingly powerful bombs were pointless to their users as well to the makers. Having them into a catapult have strained the, new, the nerves of the crew 
He would not be sure of the launching of the bomb before it exploded. Timing was critical. The bomb had to be long enough, have enough fuse to keep burning until it reached the target, but not so much that it could be extinguished or tossed back by the enemy. Though in the 13th and 14th century, these bombs became common implements of war in China. The names were fearful in themselves. Dropping from Heaven Bomb, Match for 10,000 Enemies Bomb, Bandit Burden Vision Confusion Magic Fireball. One nasty device is known the Bone Burning and Bruising Fire Oil Magic Bomb. Contained pellets of iron and shards and porcelain coated with a stew of tongue oil, yawing, salt, amnetic feces, and sarsen juice. The bomb was guaranteed to wound the skin, bones, blind enemies, even knock birds out of the air. Both the names and the exotic ingredients indicate that the element of magic continued to be attached to the fire drug weapons. Rockets also joined the arsenal with the most technically demanding gunpowder tools. With a firecracker or a bomb, designers wanted the powder to burn as quickly as possible, generating an explosive burst of gases. A rocket required a regulated ignition that continued to provide thrust to the tube, flew to the air. The technicians found that gunpowder, when packed very tightly in a tube, only burn from the surface to provide the denser powder. The enlarged surface area generated enough hot gases to lift the rocket skyward. Finally, had an, they had to invent a restricted opening that would channel those burning gases for more power. The result of the tube was gunpowder that could soar to the air and deliver an necessary package on a distant target. Rockets be probably began to use in war in the middle of the 19th, 13th century. As, original, as revolutionary as these rockets and bombs and incendiary weapons were, Chinese technicians were soon working on an even more controversial tool, the gun. As they learned to make the gunpowder increasingly explosive, they saw new possibilities in the fire lance, the handheld flamethrowers, had been long since standard weapons. They found that the rush of gunpowder could carry with bits of metal and crockery. The flying debris furthered injured and disturbed enemy soldiers. Weapons makers began to substitute metal tubes for bamboo. This allowed them to use a more powerful powder and to shoot a fearsome flame. A Bandit striking pin, penetrating lance, had a squat yard long iron barrel with two foot stock attached to the butt end. Over the years, the fire lances grew even larger. Armed with one, a soldier could blast at an enemy, six foot tongue of flame, equated by the nasty spray of manacle splinters and broken porcelain. Eventually, the devices became too cumbersome for one man to handle. Engineers attached them to wooden frames or two-wheeled carriages. While not as versatile as the handheld version, 
These weapons would have been more called eruptors, would have presented an awful surprise to a hand of marauders trying to scare a city, wall, or exalt its gates. What's more is using the lances to hold missiles. The technicians were approaching a truly revolutionary breakthrough. Gradually, the projectiles became more crucial to the effectiveness of the weapon than the flames themselves. Some eruptors shot bottles of arrows. One came in the magazine that dropped lead balls into the fire chamber to be spewed forth from another. This weapon was said to be able to resist the assault of 50 soldiers. A nine-arrow heart-piercing magic poison thunderous fire eruptor speaks for itself. Weapons developers noted that the more closely the projectiles came to filling to the diameter of the lance's barrel, the more forcefully they would fly from the mouth. Powder makers devised formulas richer in saltpeter, the explosive powder through the projectiles even further. It blew up the, the whole affair on occasion, pointing to the need for stronger tubes fractured from the thicker metal. 13th century came to a close with the Mongols still in the control of China. The evolution of the final lance resulted in an entirely new implement. Instead of using the flames of Christianly fire pair directly, it harnessed fire drugs potential for throwing projectiles. This was the first gun. For military technicians of the time, the new device was a logical variation on earlier weapons. From the broader perspective of mankind's endless quest for instruments of violence, it was one of the most monumental developmental in history. In true, the gun, the fire was secondary, the powder was a fuel, a source concentrated on energy. The energy was put into use indirectly, the real work be being done by the projectile. The earliest guns appeared in China in the late 1200s. The oldest extent had can cannon intensely dated to 1288. The gun arrived in evolutionary steps just as the Chinese gunpowder weapons had. The earliest was small crude variations on the fire lance, a Chinese bronze head cannon. 1332 is the only is only a foot long and weighs eight pounds. Hundreds of large military pieces have survived. From the 1350s, they fired both stone and iron balls. An account of 1359, Battle near Hassan which had become a leading gunpowder producing city, already take the use of firearms for granted. The Ming Chinese were then challenging their Mughal leaders. Both sides were well equipped with cannon, sometimes firing dozens in organized salvos. By 1412, the long-range awe-inspiring canning, almost three feet long, used a half a pound of fire powder to f do a two-inch ball at high velocity. Alternatively, it would shoot a bag of half-inch lead pellets. The cannon took its place to a tool in the vast arsenal of the Chinese military. Engineers added improvements over the years. The weapon's effect, though, Far from revolutionary.
is another argument, ultimate, another tool for using the fire drug. But the concept was about to travel to a land where it create a far more profound effect, where it would not just serve as an instrument of war, but upset an entire society and radically the course of history. The thundering noise. We take it to France. So, the introduction of gunpowder and the one of the uses for firecrackers and projectiles were very influential in Chinese history. The four uses for the saltpeter, uh, charcoal, and sulfur formula of gunpowder one was fireworks, one was lances, one was a gun, one was a cannon. All these different uses are very critical of the firecracker itself. The firecracker being the rocket also is where we get firecrackers today. They will release the pressure, build up the pressure so you can have the explosion and the pressure releasing all the gases while uniting the firecracker with the fire drug. So it's important to note that even if the fire drug, being as mensive as it was, still proved to be very deadly and had very large caution by the military, it's important to note with the invention of the gunpowder, radically changed the world. It's one of the four great inventions of China. Others being paper, the compass, and other types. But gunpowder radically changed what is China and warfare. Both are directly connected. The early forms of Chinese warfare were influential in defending of cannons, salvos, and different fire arrows. So the the instruments that had lances, the arrows, pikes and lances, and then bales, and then firecrackers are all revolutionary in the different uses and also the different concentrations of saltpeter. The poison smoke bombs is another one that used less saltpeter but made it more potent for the, the smoke to spread. So it would die out more, but when it was fused, the poison would go out into the smoke and you inhale the smoke, you inhale the poison. So that's one use that the gunpowder was used. Firecrackers or fireworks. Well, firecrackers are also projectiles. Not by cannon base or gun, but their own projectile. And they were shooting on arrows to get a mound effect into long-distant warfare. Because usually the only long-distant warfare was like spikes or arrows without fire being added to it. Don't forget the invention of the catapult. Also drawing huge mounds of fire at the enemy. This allowed a really good burning 
than just lighting something on fire and then shoot it out. You can actually launch it and then it's burning as it goes over there. Instead of burning it while trying to capitalize it in the catapult. And as all and crazy as fireworks can be, truly fire mages and alchemists use the fire drug to amaze the populace and the entertainment value that fireworks bring. When you think of fire, you think of destruction, but you also think of awe. Fireworks today is very revolutionary in displays of glory, patriotism, celebration, festivals, uh, associated with the new year to bring new rebirth, and also people love seeing the display of fire at work in a less destructive way than guns and cannons and projectiles even in awe when you go up to space. Fire has allowed so many advances in society. Power. Rockets. Rockets being firecrackers and projectiles going up or going across. Chinese worked for centuries to develop this technology and continue the uh, monopoly of saltpeter and sulfur because of the simple fact what they had of the fire drug was very influential and powerful. Just as the uh, fire optimists used the fire drug in different ways for the entertainment and weapon warfare that it had. It was constantly a double-edged sword for the simple fact that you had to learn how to tame the fire to, in order to have the fire act in, your, in the way you want it to use in the war. Because if you're not careful... The fire can unite on you, making it very cumbersome for the people making it and the people firing it. So trial and error is the only way that during this time, people were able to figure out what gunpowder did, the devices to use gunpowder for, and how to take the gunpowder invention turn it into a weapon and a tool against the people oppressing you in fights and battle. And when gunpowder or the fire drug was introduced to Europe, it dramatically changed the culture of warfare. Because of the invention of the gun and being directly involved in how war was done, it dramatically changed how you do it. You can shoot people, you can do people from a distance with a projectile. Most of these tampoons were just metal and porcelain. They were effective enough for debris to fire with the bomb 
with the explosion that the gun made. And it had a high effect for the image into the skin and other chemical warfare as well. Not only did the gunpowder allow projectors to fire, they also did biological warfare with poison and sometimes viruses and other stuff. Because an explosion, if done right, can take on different poison elements that make it a hazard. So, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this particular piece of Asian Studies, Gunpowder and Fireworks, and how the fire drug was very crucial to early forms of the Sin, Song, uh, Mongols, and other empires of China that used it during this time. Remember, the fire drug or we would call gunpowder or fireworks today. We might look at it as as all, but remember the advances that we have and people that use it fanatize the mind and how we cultivate the use of it. Because right now the use of gunpowder in most Vital forms is solely warfare and firework entertainment with big banes in the sky. Those two uses and rockets, for example, really propel the force behind combustion and weapons later after the fact. So much, in fact, that gunpowder influence devices such as nuclear bombs to be a caliber so much higher than the basic gunpowder that was discovered with charcoal, sulfur, and um, nitrate or saltpeter, particularly uh, potassium nitrate being the best saltpeter that you can use. So... Just remember, gun is not the enemy. Gunpowder gunpowder and fireworks have interesting uses that doesn't have to be violent. So just remember, how you use an invention is up to the beholder using it. It's not the invention itself that's the weapon, but it's how you use it. If you use it in a destructive way, it's a weapon. If you use it in a non-destructive way, and not have another use, then always remember, that's how you can cultivate the use of the invention to, what, to the benefit of the discovery associated for that another use. So, when you take something... And transform a different perspective to use that particular invention. You take it and apply a new discovery to the invention itself. So, as gunpowder and fireworks continue to be in awe of the combustion and 
mystical fire that brings. Just remember, fire is just as destructive as beautiful, but also life before your eyes. It's dangerous. It serves as a reminder that sometimes things should not be messed with, but messed with anyway because of human curiosity. And fire is one of those things. Is a huge evolutionary trait that ingrates so much of the process of metal crafting, industrial revolution, food production, cooking, thermal energy of plants that it skies the limits in applications, and gunpowder and fireworks is just one of those ways in which Chinese took it upon themselves. To make it a reality. That guys, thank you so much for the for staying tuned to Asian Studies Gunpowder and Fireworks. It was a very fun discussion. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, with that, always remember, fun's not the enemy. Fireworks are always amazing to watch, but it takes a lot of time and effort to plan those events. So, don't do it at home. Let the professionals do it for you. So you can enjoy the show and not have to worry about casualties along the way. Thank you so much and enjoy.